0: Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, how supply chains are pivotal during times of disaster.
1: The planning for things like what's going on in Hawaii, things in Puerto Rico, things in you know, just in the natural state of life, those plans need to start a while in advance, and they need to take advantage of the technology that exists and understand the technologies.
0: You may not think about how those strawberries that you're about to eat got into your breakfast plate, or you might not think about what it takes to get a highly complex society to work properly, but our next guest does know what it takes. She's Rosemary Johnson. She's Senior Vice President Operations at Savvy Technologies. Rosemary, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Well, I know from our conversation before we came on the air that you are jazzed up about logistics and supply chain. So first of all, what do you do on a daily basis?
1: On a daily basis, I'm responsible for working with the Department of Defense to make sure that they have the infrastructure they need to provide in-transit visibility for all of their parts that are transiting across the United States, internationally, into an area of responsibility, essentially giving them the information they need to know where their goods are at any given point in time.
0: Which is a really important thing just because ultimately, if we're sending troops overseas or we're sending aircraft carriers or airplanes, whatever we're doing, there's a lot of stuff that has to go along with it. And you can't just say, oh, where's that fan blade? I know it's around here somewhere. You don't start rifling around in a toolkit. It all has to be visible in there, right? It,
1: exactly. And it, this, you know, the, the, the need for in-transit visibility stems from um, Desert Shield, Desert Storm. When the DOD was deploying a lot of equipment along with their folks. And, you know, the equipment sort of got ahead of the people sometimes. And, you know, they've had supplies coming over. They were shipping in these large containers. The containers started getting piled up because no one knew what was in them. And so, you know, the troops needing, you know, fan blades, rotor blades, you know, other equipment would say, well, I can't find what I need, so I'm going to order it again. That stuff would come over another container. Another container gets added to the this mountain of containers. A general officer, a logistician, said, "You know, there's got to be a better way to do this." And so he spoke with our CEO at the time because Savvy was doing some very innovative things in in transit visibility. And together they thought about how can we, you know, take care of this problem. What will give us at the lowest cost possible a way to provide in transit visibility? So. Savvy delivered the infrastructure, built out the readers, the interrogators, and the transponders that go on the, on the containers or pallets. In-transit visibility for the DoD was born.
0: If I'm sitting here and I'm living my life in D.C., how does, uh, how does the supply chain and uh, logistics affect my daily life?
1: So you mentioned you know, strawberries in your cereal, but there's also, you know, we have come to expect that when we order something from Amazon, we're going to get it in a day or two. Well, there are a lot of people working in multiple supply chains to make sure that Amazon can live up to their commitment of delivering goods to you when you want them. So that's, that's one example. Um, just the example of delivering fuel to the gas stations so that you've got fuel when you go to gas up your car. Um, it's getting parts out to Metro. So if you, you know, Metro in, we all know what happens if Metro goes down. It's, you know, people can't get to where they need to go. So it's... You know, the people working those supply chains that get the parts to the end location. That's the the fun of the supply chain, the um, looking at something that is so complex and has so many people working and feeding into it, all coming together in one sweet song at the end that says, look, Amazon, I got my part or well, I've got my package.
0: It's crazy uh, how prevalent it is in civilization, just as an aside. i get ready to take a trip over to Rome. And I was looking at Rome and its history. And and it worked great as long as they could get the grain from Egypt. Yes. Right. And suddenly they lost the ability to get grain Egypt and the the city shrunk, Mm -hmm. you know, in 100 years to down to nothing. Logistics is so important. And yet I'm not sure how many people really appreciate it, particularly entrepreneurs. Do you get a sense that a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of small business owners just kind of take for granted that they'll create a product or something. It'll just fall from the sky and it'll get to consumers. Do you think that people don't appreciate how important this is?
1: I I think I would agree with that. Um, We even have our own examples from our own company. We're providing, or we're developing a new, designing a new transponder, a new sensor. And it it just seems so simple that it's, you know, you're going to get the parts in where you need them. You're going to be able to assemble that. It's going to get labeled by itself. It's going to have, you know, the part numbers assigned and spec sheets and all these things that go into releasing a product, all of that's going to happen magically, and it doesn't. That it takes people thinking ahead and saying, "Okay, what am I? What am I going to call this? What am you know from a marketing standpoint? What's going to be more attractive to someone that's really going to pique their interest in buying it? To getting a label made, making sure the branding is consistent with the company's branding, or again, will pique somebody's interest. So that all of that, while not you know, you don't necessarily think of it as supply chain. It all is part of that supply chain.
0: Before I let you go, last thought. It it seems to me that often supply chain becomes most prevalent in situations like what went on in Puerto Rico or what's going on in Hawaii now, times of, of disaster. Is that the right time for us to be thinking about supply chain or is that a particular – is are we doing the right stuff?
1: I think from – I think we are coming to that point, but part of it is you know, when you've got scarce budgets, or, you know, in this case, it took a while to get the budget passed. We try to plan for contingencies, but you can't plan for everything. And so I I think from a a logistics standpoint, logistics planners need to think about those types of humanitarian crises years in advance. They can't, you know, it it can't be, okay, this is May, season starts in two months, let me put my, uh, you know, humanitarian or crisis hat on and, and see what we're going to do. Mm. Because you've got contracts that you need to establish with vendors. Um, you need to make sure, as in the case of FEMA, that their partners, Defense Logistics Agency, have fuel ready, have water ready, have meals ready to eat, have all of that stuff built up in their inventory. And that's, that inventory takes time. Mm. The, the planning for things like what's going on in Hawaii, things in Puerto Rico, things in, you know, just in the natural state of life, those plans need to start a while in advance and they need to take advantage of the technology that exists and understand the technologies so the predictive analytics the the data that comes from their supply chains as they've experienced these humanitarian crises before the more you can learn from that data the more you can put that into your planning and make sure that you you know don't commit the same mistake again so you, you learn from it
0: So the same way that uh... Over time, there's a permanence to how much strawberries are delivered. Our society needs to have permanence for how we're going to deal with disasters. They don't improvise. Yes. Perfect. Well, Rosemary, thanks very much for taking the time. It sounds like you love what you do. And uh, if this radio thing doesn't work out for me, I may give you a shout.
1: Sounds great. That was Thank Rosemary you.
0: Johnston, Senior Vice President of Operations at Savvy Technologies. Thank you. Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington. And a special thank you to our show's sponsors. Without their help, we wouldn't be able to put what's working in Washington on the air and share the great stories we all hear every week. Montgomery County Economic Development Corporation, their business development team can help you find the best talent and ideal location the latest in market and business intelligence. Your business success starts with MCEDC. Connect with them at thinkmoco.com. JLL is the leading commercial real estate services company within the Washington, D.C. metro area, serving the technology, government contracting, and professional services industries. JLL's strategy-led approach and expert implementation results in cost-effective and flexible real estate solutions that help their clients succeed and grow. And TEDCO, TEDCO invests in early-stage tech and life science companies. It provides resources and connections that companies need to thrive in Maryland. TEDCO's mission is to discover, invest in, and help build great companies. Learn more at www.tedco.md.